Welcome to the Showing Up podcast, where women over 40 can find inspiration, motivation, and endless energy. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm your host, Amber Allen. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me today for our live coaching call and for our weekly podcast, our showing up podcast. It's currently Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. So today's topic is about failure. And I just want you to take just a a quick minute to realize and become aware of the feelings and thoughts that come up when I say that word, failure, to fail. So how are you thinking about that? What feelings come up when you hear the word failure? Is it sadness? Is it disappointment? Anger? judgment, frustration, shame. What other words, what other feelings and thoughts come up when I say the word failure? So that's where we want to start today is what are you making it mean? What do you make failure mean about you, about your life, about your decisions, about your capabilities, what do you make failure mean? And really, if you need to pause this and get a piece of paper and a pen, take notes, write it down, write down your feelings. What comes up for you? What do you feel in your body when you think of failure or to fail? So when we think about that, what what can be done? What can be done to be better at failing? Because this is what this podcast and this coaching call is about, is how to be better at failing. We need to be willing to fail. And I like this this little math equation that success equals failure times two, which means basically you have to fail twice as much in order to succeed. So think about that. If you're willing to fail twice as much to succeed, how much do you think you'll be able to succeed? So it's a really neat kind of, it's a neat equation to think about. And we've talked about things like this on the podcast before about massive action and belief and all of that. It's all tied in together. These are all the same concepts. So think about that. Being willing to fail. Failure times two equals success. So what is the definition of failing? Failing, basically, I think if you search it on Google, failing says something like missing an expectation or not reaching an expectation. So you miss your own expectation. You set a goal. You miss the expectation. You get to decide what that means. 
it's not just you have to accept I'm a failure, I'm lazy, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other thing. You get to decide what that means. What I like failure to mean, because I don't I don't like using the word failure because it has such a negative connotation to it. What I like to say is that you're either learning or you're succeeding. Basically, you're learning how to succeed or you're succeeding. Because I'll I'll tell you a little I'll tell you a little secret that if you're doing something that you've never succeeded at before, you're not going to know how to do it until after you've done it. So I hope that just blew your mind because the how of things, I can tell you 10 steps to losing weight. I can tell you all those things. Number one, may not work for you. Number two, may not suit your life. All of those things. So you won't know your how. You won't know your process until you've done it. So getting stuck on the how, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But so you won't know the how until after you've done it. So you're either learning to succeed or you're succeeding. So that's really the same path, right? It's not like you fail, you're on one side of the road or you're succeeding, you're on the other side of the road. You're either learning to succeed or you're succeeding. So you're either learning the way to do it or it's done. So how amazing is that? If you could think of failure, and if you're listening to the podcast, I'm doing like little air quotes. So if you can think of failure that way of, oh, this is just something that I haven't, that doesn't work for me right now, or this is something that um, doesn't suit my life or doesn't fit. So let me try something else. Okay, so that didn't work. Let's try something else. Let's analyze this. Let's try something else. But how do you get, how do you get to that point? How do you find confidence in your future? How do you find confidence doing something you've never done before? So generally the the steps or the numbered events of failure kind of goes like this, that you have an idea of something you'd like to accomplish, whatever it is, lose weight, run a marathon, whatever, you know, that type of thing. Um, So you set a goal, then you make a plan. Then you commit to it. And the plan obviously is all the things that you, you know, you buy the journal, you buy the shoes, you join the gym, whatever it is. Um, You commit to it. And then what, two weeks later, three weeks later, you're off the wagon. You've considered yourself a failure. That's kind of the way it goes, right? So think about what, what stops you from succeeding? What stops you from thinking about that of whatever it is that threw you off the rail or whatever it is that, that, had you changing your mind and going back on your commitment to yourself. What is that? 
What's the feeling? What it what's the what's the fear? What's what's coming up? Why why are we wanting to do this? Why are we wanting to move away from failure? And it's it's that same thing that we talked about before um is resistance that resistance to feeling. So if you listen to the Stop Your Cravings or Eliminate Your Cravings uh, podcast, talking about that resistance, failure or the failure, the decision to stop trying to reach your goal, it's still part of that resistance. It's still that fear of failure, that you make it mean something, something else, you make it mean something negative, you're resisting that, you're resisting the opportunity that that failure is providing you. So what if we moved towards failure? What if we move towards failure like we move towards our goal? How would that look? That the closer we are, to failure, and I'm going to talk about two different types of failure here in a minute. The closer we are to failure, the closer we are to success, really, because if we sit around doing nothing, well, we're not succeeding and we're not failing, so we're we're no closer on either front. But if we're moving towards failure, we're also moving towards success, which is pretty awesome. So two different types of failure. There's one type of failure that moves you towards success. So that's that failure that is based in massive action, that is something that you learn from, something that you build a skill from, that it's, it is that learning, that you've done something, maybe it didn't work, you learn from it, and you move on. And then the second type of failing is called escape failing. So escape failing looks like this, that you're overeating or over drinking when you planned not to. You're not following through. You're not taking action. You're changing your mind. You're staying confused. You're giving up. You're justifying inaction, you're lowering your standards, and you're making excuses. Now, that's not an exhaustive list, but that covers, I think, the majority of things that we do when we are escape failing. So that means that we're escaping something, we're trying to escape that feeling, we're resisting something, and then we look at it as a failure. So how is it, and, that, and, and we know that it's escape failing because we can't learn from it. There's nothing, there's nothing strategic about it. There's nothing there that gives you a byproduct. I, always, I love the term of a strategic byproduct. So if you try something and it doesn't work, you can, you'll know it because you'll have a strategic byproduct. You'll have something substantial tangible or intangible, whether you can touch it or, or you uh, touch it or not. So think about a strategic byproduct that could come from 
failure, failure or failing. So you've tried something and realized, say, for example, you wanted to run 5K every day. Your plan is to get up every morning, uh, 5 a.m. and run 5K. Okay, you did that every day for three weeks. And at the end of it, you're exhausted, you're cranky, all of the things. And you say, you know what, that I've tried it. That's not going to work. So if that's still my goal, how else can I achieve this goal? Maybe I run in the evening. Maybe I run on my lunch break. So it's not giving up after 10 days and going, oh, I can't do that. Screw it. Not Not going to do that. Achieve that goal. Okay, let's try something else. You can see that one gives you this byproduct of some insight insight on where where your energy is, where your time is. And one, you just, you give up, you change your mind. There's no, there's no way that you can look at it and evaluate it. So think about that, that if you have a goal and you just give up or you change your mind, how do you evaluate that? How do you look, okay, what went well, what didn't go well, and what can I do differently next time? It's really hard to evaluate an escape fail because what didn't go well is, well, I I didn't try. I didn't really give it a best shot. So think about that as well. Evaluating failure, that's where you learn. That's where you step back, you bring it into your awareness, and you evaluate failure. What went well? Always do that first. What went well in this experiment, in this trial run in this test to achieve, you know, 5k run or a a marathon or whatever it is, what went well, what didn't go well. And those are just, you're standing back and you're reporting the news. You're just speaking the truth. What didn't go well? You know, I was left tired. I didn't have a lot of energy by noon. You know, I ended up napping every day. And if you feel like that's something that didn't go well, then you put that down, but it's not, I'm a failure, I'm lazy, I'll never do this, all of that. It's not that. So evaluating. Evaluating failure is a great thing to do. All right, here's another concept of failing ahead of time versus not failing ahead of time. So failing ahead of time, I think, can mean two different things. Failing ahead of time in a negative sense means that you're you're convinced you're going to fail. You don't even try. You change your mind. All of those things, all those escape fails, that's failing ahead of time. You're not giving it time to work. You're not putting in the effort and you're failing ahead of time. Then versus another way to look at failing ahead of time is allowing yourself in your mind to fail ahead of time so it's not so scary. So generally what we do is we fail ahead of time without even thinking about it. We just, you know, don't think, we don't want things to get too scary. We don't, you know, want to really commit to it. We don't want to make that change, whatever it is, whatever that fear is. 
but what if we what if we failed ahead of time in our mind and we really thought about it and we allowed ourselves to feel that feeling maybe it wouldn't be so scary to try to really try maybe it wouldn't be so scary to do that so that's just one concept about failure so what we don't want to do is we don't want to give up. We don't want to make those changes, changing our minds. And believe me, our brains are so good at that, that we'll say, oh, I'm going to start on Monday. I'm going to restart. Oh, it's so-and-so's birthday. Whatever it is that we decide to convince ourselves to say, it's our brains are really sneaky that way, that we convince ourselves to change our minds that, oh, that's not really, that's not really the protocol I want to follow, or that's not really the goal that I want. Let's try this goal. And we just keep changing our minds over and over and over. So be aware of that. Not showing up. Well, we just talked about that. That's another type of failure. Not showing up, self-sabotage, confusion. We just touched on that just for a quick minute. Confusion is such a huge way that we're not showing up for ourselves and not showing up to reach our goal, not showing up for success and completely escape failing is sitting in confusion of, I don't know. I don't know what the right move is. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. I have to research it more. I have to do this. I have to do that. Another little secret, there's no, there's no right way. <laughs> there's no right way. It is the way that you accomplish the goal. That is your right way. But we spend so much time trying to find the right, the right meal plan, the right exercise, the right whatever it is. And we do that so that we don't really have to take any action because we're constantly looking for that right way. So that's just a little insight there. There's no right way. Because no matter how you take massive action, you're going to reach your goal. And there's a million and one ways to do it. So it's your job to find out what works. If something doesn't work, evaluate it, move on, try something else. So that's something that we are working on right now in the academy is goal setting. And we're talking, going to be talking about it this week. And I'm just, I'm so excited to see the goals and hear why those goals are important to everyone and really helping them on that journey of achieving those goals and going through that up and down. I mean, that is, that is what a life coach does. That if you find that, you know, when you set the alarm to, to go running every morning and you just can't get out of bed, a coach, a life coach will help you with that, help you figure out how actually how to do that or figure, help you figure out a plan to do it your way. So if it's something, if it's a goal that you've been trying to accomplish all your life and you just can't do it, it's okay to ask for help. That's what I'm here for. That is my job. So 
what else are we talking about here? I've got like three pages of notes here, people. So, oh, this, this, I love, I love this thought about avoiding taking action. So we just talked about not, not showing up. So self-sabotage, confusion, all of that. So if we avoid taking action, that is the sweetest way to avoid failure. So it's funny, our brains actually think that we're not failing if we don't do anything. And avoid taking, it says avoid taking action, but I think avoid taking massive action. And we've talked about this so much about that passive action that feels good in the moment and that is very comfortable and it keeps you busy. It keeps your mind busy. And we convince ourselves that, that this is, this is moving us towards our goal. I still, I still am like this and I have to be very, very, very conscious and very aware of when I do it. Because when I start feeling, when my brain starts telling me that um, I'm not a good coach or I don't know what I'm talking about and I start feeling insecure, I'll tell you, I am the quickest person to, to start taking that passive action. I am the first one to, I could give you a hundred things. I could give you a hundred things that I could do that is that my brain thinks that I'm moving towards my goal, but I'm not. But I could be busy eight hours a day, seven days a week, 12 hours a day, seven days a week. And my brain is convincing me that I am working towards my goal and I'm really not. So avoiding taking that that massive action, or you're taking a whole bunch of passive action, that is the sweetest way to avoid failure. So keep that in mind. And like I said, being aware, bringing that awareness of what you're actually doing is so, so, so important. So being on yourself, paying attention, start being honest with yourself of not so much the why, because the why, the why doesn't matter. The why doesn't matter at all. It's the decisions that you're choosing to make, looking at those and just being aware that you're making them. Making that decision to change your mind, making that decision to give up on your goal, making that decision to fail, basically. That's that's what the choice is, is either when we make failure mean something negative and disappointment and judgment and all of that, I think that's when it's a lot easier to make those choices and change our minds and and not achieve the goal. But if you make failure mean, oh, I'm learning that this is, this might not be the path that gets me there, but I'm sure going to try this and I'm going to try it until I really can evaluate it. I think if we really are are honest with ourselves at that point, it's, it is uncomfortable. You have to move through that discomfort of, oh, I'm, I'm just trying this out. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, then at least that's something I can cross off my list that I don't have to try again. And then I move on to something else. So being honest with yourself that you're making those decisions. You're making those decisions to stop, to change your mind, 
to alter the course. So be aware and be honest. So instead of thinking, I'm never going to get this. So these are just some tips. And in a minute or so, I'm going to give you like nine or 10 questions to really, really, really ask yourself. So if you're listening to the recording, pause it between questions and write the answers. So thinking about failure as I'm learning steps to solve this. So it's like the the great question that as a coach, I won't give you, I won't give you the answer because I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer for you. I know the answer for me and I know skills and I've got great questions to ask you to help you figure out your answer and figure out your path. That is what a great coach does. A great coach is able to sit back, kind of show you your brain, show you maybe where you're getting tripped up and allow your brain to open up to those possibilities. So so thinking about, um, I'm learning steps to solve this. I'm going to figure it out. Those are really great thoughts to have when you're faced with perceived failure that, oh, maybe this isn't, maybe this isn't the path for me. But like I said, you have to be taking that action so you can at least evaluate it. Because if you keep doing the same thing, setting a goal, oh, I have my meal plan, set a goal, start it. Two weeks later, you stop and whatever, somebody's birthday or retirement or Friday night or whatever it is. How can you evaluate that? There's no way to evaluate that successfully of what went well, what didn't go well. There'd be no data there. So um, evaluating is so, so important. And when we evaluate, like we just said about that strategic byproduct of when you're evaluating, you should be able to say, okay, there is something that went well here. So I can take this little nugget of information and build on it the next time I attempt this goal. So tomorrow when we start this goal, this is how I'm going to go. But if you're not finding any strategic byproduct, if you're not finding any growth in that attempt, that means that you escape failed. So nothing was learned, no growth happened, no byproduct. So that's telling you, you got to be honest with yourself, like, okay, okay, I, I escaped that. I escaped failed, so I didn't fail. So, so I didn't have to feel the failure, I escaped it. But like we said, it's like a circle. It's we're, we're deciding this so we don't feel this, but then we end up feeling it anyway because we're perceiving it to be a failure. So being really honest with your brain is such a good place to start. So here are, like I said, it's I think it's nine questions. So think about this. Where do you see success? Number one, where do you see success in your life because of your willingness to fail? So where do you see success in your life because of your willingness to fail? And this may be, this may be anywhere. Relationships, business, career, parenting, money, like whatever it is. And it's so funny how our, not funny, but fascinating. It's so fascinating how our brains can compartmentalize different things. So where do you see success in your life because of your willingness to fail? Number two, where do you see lack of success 
in your life because of your unwillingness to fail. So you can have both. You can be very, very successful in career, business, relationships, parenting, money, whatever it is, and then be very unsuccessful in one of those things. So it's fascinating how the brain can allow you to fail and you can feel confident here, but not there. Okay. Number three, what do you make failure mean? So this is basically, that should be the name of the podcast. What do you make failure mean? What does, what feelings and thoughts come up when you even, when you think about your past failures, when you think, when you hear somebody say failure or failed, what do you make that mean? Number four, what do you want it to mean instead? Because you get to choose. You get to choose what it means. So what would you like it to mean instead? Number five, are your thoughts about failure serving you? And that's really an easy question to answer because if you are attempting the same goal that you had 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, the answer is no. Your thoughts about failure are not serving you. So I gave you the answer to that one. So number six, what ways, and this is this is kind of on a little bit of a, a little bit of a side road, but what ways are you keeping expectation low in order to avoid failure? That's a really interesting one, I think, and we could probably have a whole discussion about that, about how we keep expectation low in order to avoid failure. This, I think, is very, um, you can, I, I can relate when I think about relationships. So keeping expectations low. So in order to avoid, avoid failure, avoid disappointment, to avoid all of that, you think you're doing yourself a favor but you're really not. So in what ways are you keeping expectations low in order to avoid failure? How can, number seven, how can you feel confident about something you've never done? I think a lot of times, and probably almost always, we feel confident when we have mastery. We feel confidence when we learn something and we know that we're doing it right. We know that we're doing it well. That's where confidence comes from. But it is so, so much more difficult to gain confidence in something that you've never done before, or even more so when it's something that you've attempted over and over and over and you haven't accomplished. So how do you do that? How can you feel confident about something you've never done? And this is this is one of those, the how, anytime a question starts with how, you know that I'm not going to give you the answer because I don't know the answer for you. You think about that. Open your mind. How, how can you feel confident about something you've never done? Is it imagining that you've done it? Imagining how you feel when you've done it, imagining the step-by-step process you take, imagining 
not giving up, all of those things. So how? How can you feel confident about something you've never done? Number eight, only two more left. How have you been letting confusion stop you? That, that lovely phrase of, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough. I don't know how to do this. I don't know the right way. Confusion is, is, a, is a handy, handy thing for the brain because once we've convinced ourselves that we're confused and once we've convinced ourselves, once our brain convinces us that we are confused and we don't know how to do it, we pretty much just go, oh, okay, brain, I'll trust you. You're telling us that we don't know, so we must not know. But we know, we know that the brain's job is just to keep us safe and comfortable. So do you think that's really true? If we don't know the answer or if we're constantly confused about something, do you really think that's the truth? Or do you think it's just your brain's way of keeping you where you're at? Because something different is very scary. Failure is very scary. All of those things are very scary. So how have you been letting confusion stop you? Number nine, why do you want to move toward failure instead of away from it? And these, the whys and the hows are such personal questions because only you know your why. You know why you want this certain goal or you should know why. Because if it doesn't have if you're doing it for somebody else or if you're doing it because of society or whatever, it's not a valuable goal to you. So, and this really isn't a podcast about goals and we can talk about that maybe next week, but thinking about a goal and thinking about why you want to achieve that goal is so important because if you don't have that value-based goal connection, if you're not connected to your goal at all, it's really easy to let go of it because it's it's not worth it's not worth anything to you. It's easy to to have that escape fail. So, why do you want to move toward failure instead of away from it? And that goes back to our math equation from the beginning of our podcast as well is that success equals failure times 2. So, that is that's what I got. That's what I got for failure. So good luck failing. Happy failing. I hope that you fail twice as much as you succeed because that means you're succeeding. That means that you're learning. That means that for every time you find what works, you find two things that didn't. And imagine that growth. Like that, that to me is such great news that if you're succeeding half as much as you're failing, there's so much growth there. Because even though, yeah, success is great, imagine succeeding without, without any growth. Like, I don't, I can't even describe that. I can't describe what that would mean or what that would be because it would be empty. It would be, yeah, it would just be this, this empty thing without, 
without any value. So, so yes, happy, happy failing. I, I wish you all the failure (laughs) because if you're getting all the failure, you're getting all the success as well. So I wish that for you as well. So have a great day, everyone. And we'll chat with you next week.